You know, dreams are an interesting thing. Remember, I had a dream a couple months ago where I was looking at this pool and it was all red. I thought it was red liquid, and when I jumped into it, it was jello. And then I couldn't get out, and you laugh, or what's not funny? Like, I couldn't get out. And then, so, you know, you'd like, should I start eating my way out, or like throwing jello all over the place? It was, a, it was almost a nightmare, a little bit. But dreams are interesting. Archbishop Fulton Sheen famously said, all love begins with a dream. And I believe that every person carries within their heart a blueprint of the one he or she loves, what the perfect or ideal love of their life would look like. And I guarantee that a brush never touched a canvas or a chisel, a piece of marble, without some pre-existing idea. Michelangelo, the famous Renaissance sculptor, even said that when he looked at a piece of marble, he could see the sculpture inside the stone, and all he had to do was just free it from the rock. So too, in every atom, in every rose, in every tree, in every sunset, is a realization of an idea existing in the mind of God from all eternity. However, there's this one unique creation, an animal with free will and reason that we know as a human being. There are two dreams of us. There's God's dream, what he desires of us, and then there's our dream, what we want. And for most of us, I think there's a minus sign next to our names because we're less than what we should be. And there was only one person where there was an actual equal sign, and that's the Blessed Virgin Mary. She is the fulfillment of the dream that God has for us. Everything in her speaks volumes about who we are called to be. She is all that's foreseen and planned by God for us humans. However, in the recent past, we've kind of forgotten about God's dream. That's why in 1854, it was a very specific time when Pius IX wrote the dogma of the Immaculate Conception. And it wasn't like, you know, I think a lot of people think that the, the Pope just, you know, he wakes up and he's like, I'm going to dogmatically define something. Like, he prays about it. He talks to the bishops, the faithful. And the Immaculate Conception, you guys, is not something that we just made up. It had been around for hundreds of years prior to its definition. I don't know if you know this, but, you know, in 1492, when Columbus came over and discovered the Americas, there were three boats that he had with him. Do you remember that? you remember what they were called? The Nina, the Pinta... And the Santa Maria, right? But the full name of that third boat was the Santa Maria de Concepcion. Holy Mary of the Conception. Father Marquette in 1673 was the first person to actually navigate the entire breadth of the Mississippi River. 2,300 miles by boat. And when he got done, he named that river. And he didn't name it the Mississippi. He named it the River of Mary Immaculate. And 25 years prior to the definition of Pius IX, the bishops of America wanted a patroness for our country. And 25 years prior to its definition, they decided that Mary Immaculate, the Immaculate Conception, would be the patroness of the Americas. Mary herself even alludes to it when she says, All generations will call me blessed. 
But the Industrial Revolution gave birth to a rise of human beings. We were able to travel faster, communicate over longer distance using the telegraph, right? People back then wouldn't even have a clue what to do with an iPhone. But everything was moving so fast. Factories were mass producing. And all of a sudden we started to think, wow, we can do this on our own. (laughs) We don't need God anymore. During the 1800s, the philosophers were espousing reason over faith. Man is the measure of all things. Humanity was dreaming a dream apart from God's. The various revolutions of the time were indicative of the progressive thinkers. Karl Marx, at this time, says that communism is the way that we should live. That the state is the highest good. Not people, not God. All religion did was create wars and class struggles. In literature, the romantics were proclaiming the natural goodness and strength of the human being. Subjective truth, the celebration of the individual, the death of God and the rise of the human being. And just five years after the proclamation of the Immaculate Conception, Charles Darwin would say that survival is due to the fittest in creation. On the basis of Darwin's findings, people would soon convince themselves that all human effort was naturally and necessarily evolving to the best possible world. Given this whole hot context, the idea of, I don't know, a garden, a snake, two naked people, a tree with fruit on it, it all seemed like a goofy myth. We had set on a new course, a new dream enveloped our minds, and that dream was, it's all about me. It has been almost two centuries since all this has taken place since this new dream entered into mankind's mind. Is sin some stupid, fictitious idea that the Catholic Church made up? Are we really as good as we thought we were? Have we, in fact, evolved into the utopian society we hoped for? Hardly. Infidelity has never been higher. Drug use and sexual addictions are through the roof. Multiple sex partners is considered the norm for young people. Depression and anxiety are at all-time high. Single-parent households dominate our families. Pornography is a multi-billion dollar industry along with the sex trade. Diabetes, obesity, and heart disease are the three main killers of Americans. More babies die in one day from abortion than they did in the entire war in the Middle East. War and terrorism is on our doorstep. We live in a time where most promises are broken, most marriages will fail. Sexually transmitted diseases are more common than the flu. And our insatiable need for material possessions has put us trillions of dollars in debt. And the list goes on and on and on. Don't kid yourself. Sin is real. Original sin is very real. And unless we drop this idea of we're most important, do whatever makes you feel good and get back to the basics, we will destroy our society. It's already begun. The only way out of this predicament is to get someone, someone's help that doesn't suffer from it. And there's been only two, Mary Immaculate and her son Jesus. They're the only two that can help us. This feast helps us remember that we are in need of God's help. It helps us to see what life is like without sin. 
Mary helps us see the joy and the happiness that's meant for humanity. The experiment of the Enlightenment failed. That dream was a nightmare. We need God, and either we turn to Him or we'll destroy ourselves. Mary conceived without sin. Pray for us. Lead us to your Son and save us from ourselves.